is Caitlin Darcy, owner of Eros Fine Goods, an online sex toy boutique. And this is Caitlin V. Neal, a sex and relationship coach. And this is The Oral Report, the sexual exploration podcast that goes beyond sex ed, where we share, advise, and make the world a better place, one orgasm at a time. This is Caitlin V. Neal, sex and relationship coach. I specialize in helping men with premature ejaculation to build stamina and confidence. If you love this show and would like to do a one-on-one consultation with me, you can apply for one at CaitlinVNeal.com apply. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N-V-N-E-A-L.com slash apply. Hey, Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. How's it going? Great. Yeah. Wonderful. You feeling good? Fabulous. As ever. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. What's turning you on? Well, at the time of this release, mm-hmm. I will be on my way to Burning Man. Oh, that's and, very exciting. Yep. And if you've never heard of Burning Man, I highly recommend that you run to Google image search mm-hmm. and just type it in. Mm-hmm. It is a arts and culture festival that takes place in the desert. When the people arrive on site, there's literally nothing there. Yeah. They build everything, and then we have this amazing party. No money is exchanged mm-hmm. based on gifting. That's awesome. Everyone brings everything that they need to survive. I always bring 10 times more food than I need. Thank God. Smart. I got some really great backpacking meals from REI, too. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I made my husband go with me to what? Target. Three How does that days. work? You just add, like, hot water. They just, oh. like, come in a bag, and you pour boiling water, seal the bag for, like, five, ten minutes or whatever. Uh-huh. Everything in it just rehydrates and cooks. Cool. And then you eat it. And they were cheap. They were, like, $11 for two servings. Oh. Yeah. That's brilliant. So they have these great backpacking meals. Got, like, some lots of kind bars. And, like, something oh, yeah. kind of easy to eat. Yeah. We'll probably stop and grab some produce on the way out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to eat like avocados and mangoes. Why, a couple why years ago, I sliced up all these mangoes to make mango margaritas. Oh. And then um, we had all these extra ones. You know, mangoes like super drippy and like super sultry juicy, and sensuous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was literally like walking around, like hand feeding it, just like putting it in people's mouths mango's and like playing so with their lips. And like, it's just like, Hot. it's just fun. And my favorite thing to do at Burning Man related to this podcast is I love saying no. Yeah. I love saying no to people. Like, I love for somebody to try in any way to touch me in a way that I don't want them to because I come down hard with my nose nice. there. Like, you will not hug me. I didn't say yes to that. I'm not consenting to that. Like, back the fuck off. I've had so many encounters where I felt like I just, like, if I could be that, and I know I can be that way everywhere that mm-hmm. I go, but, like, usually it's not as acceptable Yeah, to just be like, fuck off, no. bro. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, you I won't don't do want that. that. Yeah, it's like some, usually when you're in polite society, you have to be like, oh, no, thanks. Yeah. I don't want to hug. And, and then they, their feelings are hurt. And then you have to deal with that. And I just love setting boundaries. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then, well, and then having them. Yes. Yeah. Know? Like, yes, but I do really want that hug. Then also having those boundaries be 100% respected. Yes. Yeah. It's so dreary. That is a very refreshing thing mm-hmm. to be able to say or to be able to set boundaries and not feel guilty about them yeah. and have those boundaries be respected. Yeah. And you know what? It's the refreshing. nice thing about Burning Man that I think is my major takeaway from it is that when you create a container mm-hmm. and you say, we're going to do this for seven days and it's not exactly what happens here stays here. Yeah. Um, 
because you do want to take it home with you a yeah. little bit. But when you have that container, like you can say, okay, while we're here, let's have sex with other people mm-hmm. or let's do stuff that we wouldn't otherwise do. Or let's like, let's let our freak flags fly mm-hmm. more than we do the other 51 weeks out of the year. Yeah. And because it's a container, you can say, okay, that's something, you know, for a couple that say is monogamous 51 mm-hmm. weeks out of the year, but they're not for this one week. Yeah. Like, but they can say, okay, we're in a totally different environment. We use different names when we're here. Like it's a play space mm-hmm. that you can you can experiment with and then when you come back out of it you can take what you wanted out of it but it doesn't have to change the rest of your life for the rest yeah. of your relationship yeah does that make sense yeah no yeah. I, i'm excited to see because we have now been doing this podcast for over a year one year yes. it's our anniversary i know well by the time this airs we will already be like a year and two months in but so now we're getting to spend, like, I was here last year when you did Shambhala. Now wow. I was here last year when you went to Burning Man. So now I get to, like, hear about your experiences from last year And it was year. so different last year. Yeah. I was in this state of, like, grief and I was mourning. Yeah. My dad had passed away yeah. recently and I went to Burning Man to just, like, cry it out. Uh-huh. And, which was great. Yeah. And I didn't have my partner with me last year. Mm-hmm. And this year he and I are going together nice. again. And I'm still grieving a little bit but Mm -hmm. i'm in a totally different headspace Mm -hmm. from head to toe i'm in a different space yeah and yeah it's really exciting so exciting very exciting it's choking me out i'm on the road right now as you're listening to this i am like vroom vroom yeah headed to burning man i'm officiating a wedding on the road to burning man and then i'm going to that's awesome yeah it's a big big, you have a lot of of fun things to to look forward to yeah Yeah. a lot of things to to that there's a potential for failure Hmm. Like officiating this wedding, doing the TED Talk, working at Shambhala. Even Burning Man, there's a potential to fail at holding up like my end of the bargain or delivering what I've agreed to deliver to my campmates. Yeah. Um, And I think anytime that there's potential for failure, I have to watch out for my ego to get involved Mm. because my ego starts to go like, but if I fail about this, it'll be the end of my life. So I get anxious as a way of protecting me from failing. And then like self-sabotage. Yeah. And and I think that. Yeah, and then failure becomes eminent. Mm-hmm. I think it's like really, really important to say there's no such thing as like truly failing. Even if I messed up this wedding officiation, yes. like this couple would still have still married. They're still married. They still had a wedding. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It's like a photographer that loses the pictures or something. Yeah, it sucks. It's awful. Yeah, but like, it's it's not my my ego is not going to get destroyed from doing that yeah. and and living under the illusion that it somehow would mm-hmm. only makes me feel more special for my feeling small and panicked. And there's no need for me to feel special. Like, I already get to feel special just be, being a part of this thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's a little bit deeper than we even need to go at the <laughs> opening. What's turning you on? <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is my, like, super fun week that I have. And I have two bachelorette parties. Well, but a lot of weddings. I know, I know. But I don't go to a lot of weddings. But uh, my college roommate is getting married. And... So we just have like a fun, her bachelorette's like a little bit more low key mm-hmm. um, and it's just going to be like a fun and she loves to cook. So we nice. get to do like a fun like cooking class, um, which I love the girls. and I probably wouldn't have chosen to do on my own. So like that's fun that I get to do that. And then going to Vegas with my three best girlfriends <sighs> and like, mm, I love Vegas. Yeah. And like the, uh, some of the past few times that I've gone have been for work mm-hmm. and yeah, going to Vegas for work sucks very different well even if you're going to work in the adult sex toy space you're yeah. still working well and i think i think i think that yeah the last time i was in vegas i went by myself 
And I was staying in a hotel that I normally would not stay in because, like, I don't do the cheesiness yeah. of Vegas. Were and you in, like, old Vegas? No, I, we were staying at Paris, which, oh, like, is it just chintzy? I don't know. It's so chintzy. Okay. It's like the um, the downstairs part. It's very dark. And then the downstairs part is is modeled to look like a little Parisian village. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's adult Disneyland. And, uh, you know, yeah. being there in the middle of the week, uh, like, you know, I, I, yeah, I wasn't really doing any of, like, the glamorous stuff that I normally do when I'm yeah. there, like the clubs and the parties and, you know, that type of stuff. That's the Vegas I like, yeah. you know, the little glamorous, the champagne, sparkling, you know. Right, the table service Vegas. Yes, that's, yeah. that's the Vegas I like. This was, like... Yeah, and yeah, Vegas really is. It's a land of extremes. For sure, there's like the extreme opulence, uh-huh. and then there's like the extreme pain and like yeah. and poverty that's associated yeah. with yeah gambling. Yeah, um, and if yeah, you spend and enough time outside in Vegas, you'll see both. Uh, exactly, and like I don't, I don't like to gamble. Like, I will, you know, appease my friend when we were there for her bachelorette and, you know, sit there. You know, we'll sit around the table and take the free drinks and, like, sure. maybe throw a tenor in I'll here or some, there. like, blackjack. You know, like, you can at least, yeah. you can tend to come out pretty even on blackjack. I'm just so bad. Like, I don't understand I just gambling. say damsel in distress when I play blackjack. I'm like, well, what the, should I do? Then the Someone dealers help you. Me. Yeah. The dealers will help you, yeah. which is really nice. It's amazing how, yeah. how, how much hand-holding they will do for you. Exactly. But I need like, a lot of hand-holding. A lot. Because it makes me very anxious. I'm just hoping that we can find a nice group of men who want to hang out and not be creepy and, Bias you know, it. give us like $100 to gamble with. <laughs> well, <laughs> Manifest it, girl. Manifest I that. I, I'm putting it out there. Um, but I have that, and then I have my, my dad's... Um, we're doing like a oh, big yeah. family trip. You're doing the Bourbon Trail. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so my mom and I planned it a few weeks ago. And there's going to be, I think there's going to be, and then my my brother-in-law, his birthday is uh, like two weeks after my dad's. Okay. So like he's going. So you're saying your and... sister married someone who was in the same astrological yeah. flavor of your father. Yeah. 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 Although they're very different people. So oh, um, we all end up. But yeah. We all end up either marrying someone who's a lot like our parent or not at all like our parents. Yeah, yeah. Or like yeah, some combination. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be like, I think there's going to be like 11 people, 11 adults who, oh, and wow. all of Your whom family, I like. in-laws. And yeah. yeah. You love family time. I do. Yeah. So this is, and like we, we don't, I don't know, we just don't do this type of stuff. Right. So and you get to travel um, around and go drinking with the family. Yeah. And I, I don't think I've ever been to Louisville. So, oh, Louisville's really cool. Yeah. So I'm excited. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Oh my God. So I have like a really fun week and I've been working very hard this summer yeah. to like make this not be a stressful trip Even and then it. I can, yeah. You like, need, like I've been working my ass off yeah. for this. Take the time off. So I'm Take very excited. Take the time off. I can't stress that learning that for myself. I know. And I love to travel. So like this is just going to be fun. All the wins. Yay. Oh, listeners, I hope that you're traveling right now while mm-hmm. you're listening to this. Maybe you're like in the car or in the airplane or something. Yeah. Like, Still taking some time for yourself. Go see the world. Mm-hmm. Actually, just like drive around the corner and set up a camp. Like, whatever. But go have fun. Just get out there. Get out there. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> no. Just, for don't go too far out there because topic. our topic today is cheating. cheating. Yeah. Nasty. Painful. Cheating. Awful. Scoundrel. Cheating. Cheating. Yeah. Cheating's. Mm. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, just like anything else, it's not universally bad or good. Yes. Like, um, I think that it is 
for me, morally reprehensible. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not okay with cheating. Mm-hmm. I think cheating usually comes as a byproduct of one of two things. Either someone's not getting their needs met in the yep. relationship and therefore goes outside of the relationship, which sometimes, that's not a blanket good or bad thing. Yeah, no, no um, I agree with that. Sometimes that's, like, what it takes to keep a relationship together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing I think often happens with cheating is that someone actually wants to leave a relationship but mm-hmm. doesn't. And so cheats... Because they get their needs met elsewhere, but they also are maybe hoping to get caught or at least like open to ending the relationship, but they're not just being direct about it. Yeah. I think there's also a third category of people who are just complete human pieces of shit and are serial cheaters. Yeah. Because they can or... Or because they don't actually feel like they're getting enough love. They're like a black hole of love and attention and therefore they never feel like enough Mm -hmm. and therefore they need to get more always. Yeah. It comes from an insecurity and then they're just horrible partners. Horrible partners. There are people who do that. Sounds like you might be speaking from experience. Um, Not me personally, but close friends of mine. So people who I love and then have just dealt with awful people and I'm like... Just, mm-hmm. you are a toxic human being. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't care. Because then it's always the people who come back and they're like, oh, I don't know why I do it. I love you so much. Uh-huh. And it's just this awful, icky, toxic, pulling, you know, people I love back into their tangled web of bullshit. Um, so that's how I feel about that. But <laughs> <laughs> really, it's really subtle and nuanced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very subtle. Yeah. I think my, my, well, so what do you think those people are missing that they're trying to fill with cheating? Because what I think it really is, is like an inability to love themselves. Yes. Prevents them yeah. from really fully loving and being there for another. Well, I think, um, in my experience, it is a lack, you know, insecurity. Um, so they, they don't feel that they deserve their partner mm-hmm. because they know that their partner is better than them in you know maybe morally or just in various yeah, ways catch. yeah yeah they're, no they're matter what great though, they always don't feel like they deserve their partner though. yes they don't feel like they deserve them so they will continue to stoke their ego through mm. you know past relationships or you know random sex to prove to build themselves up that yeah. they are they're so worthy and wanted. Exactly. They're, they're other people want them. Yes. Or, and then partially think they are trying to sabotage their relationship yeah. because they do think this partner is better than them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, if they find out, then I'll get caught. And this all happening on a subconscious level. Yeah. But then they'll end up leaving me, which is what I'm destined to have happen to yes. me anyways. Self-sabotage. They're going to leave me eventually when they realize what a piece of shit I am. That is like to a T what happened to one of my very good friends. That happened to me. Mm. Yeah. My my longest relationship prior to my husband um, was with this guy who cheated on me. He We even had an open relationship agreement and he broke it. Was this in the other state? When I lived in Indiana? No. No, he, no, no this was when I lived in Indiana. Oh. No, when I lived in Texas, I just dated a lot of people all at the same time and made mm. zero commitments to anybody, mm. which was great. Worked for me very well. Yeah. Did that when I lived in Amsterdam, too. I was like, I can date whoever Bye. I want, how often as I want, and my social calendar is booked, and nobody's getting any promises And you had me. that hot older man, right? Yeah, my yeah. French guy. Mm. Yeah, good memory. Yeah. Um, but no, when I was living in Indiana, I started, so I was dating... Okay, so How I was old the cheater. You? I started with this. Uh, 20. I think this happened around the same time I was going to graduate school. It's like 23 ish. Okay. Um, I was dating this one guy, met another guy, kind of wanted to like 
try him out for size, mm-hmm. went with him on a date to a bar in Indianapolis and got caught by my then boyfriend's friend who mm. happened to know both of us. Yikes. Who comes up to us at the bar and is like, hey, you guys look like you're, you on know. On a I, date. Yeah, immediately calls my then boyfriend and was like, she was on a date. And I was I was on a date, but like nothing had happened. I was just kind of like, I'm meeting up with this guy for drinks. Okay. Um, were you, was the intent to cheat there? Or were you more of just fulfilling sort I of the emotional, like, the thrill of it? I think I was, yes, the intention was to cheat, but the intention was to see like, do I just have a kind of a crush on this person or could this be a relationship? Okay. I just wanted to like test the waters by actually getting to know them a little bit better mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, as opposed to like just making that decision based off of meeting them one time. Yeah. Um, and I did make out with them. So to be fair, there was some intent to cheat and I was not good. I will admit that I, that guy questioned me. He was like, so-and-so saw you at the bar with this guy. Did anything happen? And that, the funniest thing is that the guy that I went out with that I ended up dating told, I didn't tell him that I had a boyfriend. Right. Mm. So he tells the person that we ran into how much he likes me and that we kissed. And like, he's basically like, man, I think we're really going to have a thing. And that guy's like, secretly like, I'm going to tell her boyfriend all about this. Anyway. So I was the shitty person (sighs) who did that. And then I lied to my then boyfriend, which was also shitty. And, um, but also being 23, I think you can't. And, Usually you haven't had enough life experience yet yeah, to, really to know how this stuff. is going to play out. And to be fair, the boyfriend that I had been dating, I think uh-huh. we'd been together for like six months. Like okay. we weren't really in a, we were not headed to moving in together. Like there wasn't yeah. that level of seriousness. Plus he didn't tell me he had a child and he didn't tell me he had an ex-wife. And they were not the same woman. <laughs> that happened to me. Yes. Yes. Same exact thing. Yeah. Oh, except he had three children. Oh, whoa. That's w- way more than With um, two different women. Yeah. One of which was an ex-wife. He had super sperm. Yeah. Yeah, he needed to warn you. Just, by the way, I'm yeah. very fertile. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. So I ended up going out with this guy for three years we dated while I lived in Indianapolis and was doing grad school. And, like, there were tons years. of red flags. Like, yeah. my friends even had an intervention and told me to break up with him. So, like, it wasn't like I didn't know this. But he cheated on me multiple times, even within our open relationship. We opened our relationship up, and he still broke the rules yeah. by, by sleeping with people not telling me he was uh-huh. sleeping with them, and then I'm hanging out with them. Like, it was just all this nonsense and this yeah. bullshit. But I... The last time I ended up ending our relationship and moving to Texas without him because he was cheating on me while I was going apartment searching for us in Texas mm. with my car, with my credit card. Oh, I don't know. I made somebody. Nice. I didn't know my worth. Yeah. I didn't know my yeah. worth. And that guy obviously didn't value me. Well, I mean, either. I was cheated on in my um, open relationship as well. And for people who have not experienced a open relationship, mm-hmm. this may seem silly because we had a don't ask, don't tell policy. Mm. So he wasn't cheating in that sense. He was more of cheating in the emotional sense of where he told me or I was under the impression that I was his primary partner and mm. that we had like, a you know, the base relationship. And then, you know, we were going out and having like little fun flings on the side. And it turns out he was having deep emotional connections with mm. many 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 different women he and was just ho- withholding information yeah withholding mm-hmm. information and then also the condom thing that you know he would tell all of us 
you are the only person I don't <gasps> use condoms with. Oh, that's unforgivable. Mm-hmm. That's like a different level of cheating. Oh, there's, yeah. there's emotional cheating. Then there's then there's just like sexual cheating. Then there's cheating. dangerous cheating. Then there's dangerous. Then yeah, there's that is like, dangerous. I'm literally putting you in danger. Yeah. Oh, yep. my God. Mm-hmm. And just and not giving a shit about our health, safety, well-being, mm-hmm. and not not properly arming us with the ability to make the decision of whether or not we wanted to continue using condoms, right. you know? Right. Like, yeah. or like getting tested regularly, you know? Right. The right. whole, the whole right. Just not giving you any of the information that you needed to look out for yourself. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Wow. I think all cheating is really based in a lack of honesty. Yes. Like no matter how it comes about, mm-hmm. like it's always sort of dishonest, except yeah. for the one exception is... When you are in a relationship with somebody and you're like you have kids or it's a long term relationship, you're married, you own a house, you own a business and that person refuses to have sex. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. But you're in a monogamous relationship. Yes. So they're basically they have a monopoly over Mm -hmm. your sex life Mm -hmm. and then you're not allowed to go out and have sex. Like that's a lose lose in my book. Absolutely. I think in those circumstances, that's that is. I mean, maybe there's others that you could put in front of me, but I think that's the one time where it's like acceptable. I think also in those instances, there's a much bigger problem going on because if somebody, and I think it's 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 usually not about the sex. It's you know one partner wants to control. I don't Mm. know. You know, there's a lot. It could be like that person doesn't want to have sex because they have a physical. Like, let's say, okay, man and woman, married, mm-hmm. she has a mm-hmm. couple kids, yeah. after kids, she just doesn't have a libido, and she's not willing to yeah. do whatever it takes to regain that. Right. Like, which could be going to the doctor, maybe it's a hormonal thing, mm-hmm. maybe it's a scar tissue thing. Like, there's yeah. some work that would have to be done Absolutely. to sort of regain that desire to have sex. And he still wants to have sex. Yeah. And now he can't uh-huh. at all uh-huh. for the rest of his life? Exactly. Well, I think then, you know, and if your partner is willing to come forward and say, hey, listen... If you're not going to have sex with me, we need to figure out mm-hmm. an alternative, and I want to be honest with you and open with you, and then to have the partner turn around and say, nope, still no. Right. That's when it's like, well, you're kind of backing me into a corner here. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to do the right thing because I want to still mm-hmm. support you and be in this relationship. Yes. And I'm still a human being with needs. Exactly. But for some reason, I think, you know, we have a culture that says that sex is not a need. It's a, it's it's a, a nice need. to have, not a need to have. Yeah. And that's not true at all. Yeah. It is a need. It is absolutely a need. It's written into our DNA. There is only so much jerking off you can do before you need yeah. the physical connection. Or like if you're, you know, say you're a caretaker to your partner. Say yeah. your partner has like a mental illness or like something where like you don't even feel right about having sex with them or they're like a chronic disease. Right. And you're literally caring for them. Like caretaking is really hard. Yeah. And you can't have sex with them. And they you, they wouldn't even be able to understand that you need to continue to have sex. Right. Like and then under when, those circumstances, mm-hmm. is it okay to go and have sex with someone else? I think absolutely. I say yes. Yeah. yeah. Or to engage in paid at sex, yes. like from sex workers, mm-hmm. like, or to engage in a relationship that like is open and honest. To be open and honest with the other person. Yeah, of course. Saying, like, I'm still married. I don't plan on leaving this marriage, but I do need reprieve from being a caretaker because I'm a human being. Yes. So that person has um, correct expectations mm-hmm. about what this relationship. Yep. They know what be. the boundaries are in the mm-hmm. relationship, and, and they know what they're consenting provide. to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they need to know the the full story yep. of what you're consenting to. But mm-hmm. in that instance, I say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're still a human being. You need to live your life. And especially yeah. if you are in a caretaker role, that's incredibly stressful. Yes. And you yeah. need to have a place to relax and release and you let go. You know what helps stress? Sex. Sex. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it makes you more able to withstand everything. And be compassionate yep. and patient, patient. Loving, kind. Mm-hmm. Having somebody touch your bits from now and Absolutely. every time, uh, time and again. In order, yeah, in order to be able to give yourself fully you need to take some time for yourself. Right. Your cup has to be full for you to pour for others. And sex, it's not just about eating healthy or getting exercise right. or, or having hobbies. Sleep. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. enough sleep. Like, you also are a sexual being. And Absolutely. if sex is calling to you and it's something yeah. that you desire, then it's something that you deserve to have. Yeah. Navigating that in a way that makes it feel like morally uh, acceptable for you mm-hmm. is the challenge. But yeah. I do think that under those circumstances, like, cheating is. Okay. Like it's not even I wouldn't even call it cheating actually at that point. I think I, cheating no, I I cheating know. is when you're doing it behind someone's back and all things are all other things are equal in this relationship. Right, right, right. That is seeking sex outside of your partnership. Of course. Yeah. So how do you know if someone's How do you spot a cheater? Cheating. Yeah. How do you spot a cheater? So I would think changes in their behavior. Yes. Them being more distant, mm-hmm. um, them spending more time away, not inviting you to things. I think a big one is being overly concerned or cautious that their partner yes. is cheating. A hundred percent. Yes. The yeah. more that someone like accuses them, mm-hmm. their other partner of cheating, I think the mm-hmm. more likely they're cheating themselves. Yeah. Because we worry about stuff that we're doing. Right. Absolutely. Like we, we're just one giant projector projecting all of our shit onto everyone else. Yeah. And so I'm looking at this partner going like, well, they're they're probably cheating on me because I'm the one that has the cheating heart. Right. Yep. No. And I had a um, I had a relationship go really off the rails very fast a few years back. And um, I, my partner I mean, it was a very short relationship. It was only like three months. But all of a sudden just snapped and was accusing me of cheating and like figured out the password to my phone and was going through my phone and <sighs> digesting, like picking apart, was looking at text conversations between me and male friends and looking at the photos we'd shared and like like really invasive shit. And so obviously I broke it off immediately because he went a little nuts. And um, everybody was like, you realize that he was probably cheating on you, right? And I was like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, which is, okay, do you think, side note, that it's ever okay to look through stuff to confirm your suspicions of the cheating? Um, I think, you know, um, invading someone's privacy is not great, but I think, you know, there are times when yeah. if that is driving you bananas and yeah. you are certain and you are being lied to, and told, no, 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 you're not, you're not right. This isn't a thing. This is all in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, gaslighting, basically. Gaslighting, yep. You know, in that instance, if you're going nuts and you need confirmation, get get confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think snooping as a whole is morally questionable. I think, but if you have reason to believe, yes, exactly. And if they're they're showing you all these other signs, yes. they're being distant, they're not having sex with you anymore, something mm-hmm. has changed and they're not communicating and you've tried to address it by saying, yeah. hey, something What's feels going really on? different, I'm kind yeah. of worried that maybe you're seeing someone behind yeah. my back or something yeah. along those lines, and they're still lying, or yes. you, you feel very strongly that you have reason to believe that they are lying. I think it's fine. Then I think it's fine. I just don't think yeah. you should make a habit of it. You can't exactly. do it preemptively, like, no. oh, I'm going to prevent them from cheating. No. If they give you reason to feel that your trust has been broken... Then verify exactly, but not before. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think it's okay to regularly invade your your partner's privacy because that's just 
fucked up. Yeah. I mean, that's controlling and weird on your part. But yes, if you if you have reason to believe, I think, you know, they, mm-hmm. you're driven to it. Yeah. I think it's hard to, to spot some people. Some people are good at cheating and some people are not. For the most part, yeah. though, in my experience, if you're really paying attention and you're not lying to yourselves, like how many people kind of lie to themselves about their partnership already or they're oh. in sort of like it, denial? Generally, when people are in relationships that really aren't great. Right there's a heavy element of denial yeah absolutely because yeah, exactly. like, i mean immediately my friend who i was speaking about just popped back into my head yep where i'm yeah. like oh yeah right. oh yeah she I knew so many red flags and you just keep looking the other way and then lie you're to like, yourself. I'm so surprised that he would cheat on me or she would mm-hmm. cheat on me like no you're really not you or just, just like deny 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 yeah and then when the cards are laid on the table and there is literally no denying it anymore you know, that's when you feel silly and, and foolish. Right. and Which might actually actually put you in a worse emotional state. Absolutely. Because now you have to confront your own bullshit, not mm-hmm. just your partner's. Right. Well, and then, you know, you turn to your friends and if they're assholes, they will probably say, say told, told you so. so. But, you and know. And they'd be right. And, and they'd be right. But, you know. Listen to your friends. Yeah. If they're really good friends and they really have your best interest at heart, then they'll be able to spot. I would say, generally speaking, if all of your friends dislike your partner, there's a reason. Yeah. Like, if these are people who you love. Because he's so hot. Yeah. That's, those are not real friends. Those are not, yeah, right. (laughs) Those are not real friends. Yeah. If you you, need to get rid of them, anyways. Exactly. If you have a group of legit friends who you trust and, you know, care about yeah, and they can see things that you can't absolutely. because they're not having sex with this person they're so your their mirrors. hormones are not going crazy yeah because they're having orgasms and smelling that person's pheromones at the same time like they can actually see a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah your friends can definitely be a, a good mirror now do you think you can prevent someone from cheating on you um i think you can if it's you know if the relationship has hit kind of a roadblock or a standstill mm-hmm. and the other person is you know like okay i I can't continue as we're doing this. I think I need, you know, an outlet. I think if you are able to move past whatever that block is with your partner or, you know, maybe evolve the relationship in a way that it needs to go, then you can maybe reach a point that's more satisfying for the partner without them feeling the need to, you know, search elsewhere. Continuing to grow your partnership Mm -hmm. and not feeling like you're static, but like having a relationship that's flexible Mm -hmm. and can respond to the changing needs of each of the people in it to prevent cheating. I think so. Yeah. I also think like being attuned and present in your relationship, which is sort of like a precursor to what you just said. Like if you're not present in your relationship, then you're not going to notice that it needs to be flexible in meeting the other person's needs. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've been non-monogamous for most of my adult life and... Whoa! We had a microphone. Just mic. We need a new thing of a jig for this. Yeah. God, that scared me. Yeah, that it's like a big dick that just tried to attack you. (laughs) Just coming right at my face. Right at my face. Under here. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We shall persevere. Um, we shall overcome. Um, yeah, I think paying attention to your relationship, paying attention to your partner's needs, being proactive about meeting your partner's needs, like mm-hmm. not acting as if they're going to meet all yours, but you don't exactly. have to do shit for them. Exactly. Which some of us fall into. Like, I know I fall into that. I can definitely relax and let my needs get met and not be proactive at yes. meeting my partners. In long-term relationships, 
you're going to have to grow. Yeah, well, and give and take, ebb and flow, yeah. right? Like, sometimes you're the star, and sometimes you're the guy playing tambourine in the back, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you're... Yeah, Chris Rock talks about it in in the in his stand-up special, Tambourine. Like, yeah. sometimes you are the lead singer uh-huh. in the two-person band, and sometimes you're the Tambourine player. The tambourine in the back, yeah. And, like, that's okay. Like, if you can't be yeah. flexible and if you're not able to play both roles, yeah. then your relationship can't forever yeah. change. Well, and I think also if you are the person who is contemplating cheating you have a duty to have an open and honest conversation with your partner about maybe maybe you don't need to tell them hey I've been thinking about cheating but kind of take a look and say okay why yeah do I want to cheat right. and then talk to them about that part of it right and you don't you, need to tell them that you're gonna go fuck somebody else well and as a partner yeah right you can't hold that over their head like I'm getting offers people exactly. out there trying to have sex with me if you don't do what I want right. I'm gonna go have sex with them right um, I mean, maybe if things are really drastic and your partner's not getting it, be like, listen, right. I've been contemplating outside of the relationship right, and I don't want to do that. Time you have that conversation. Have, no. it, have yeah. it the sixth time yes. you have that conversation. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. and, and also, you know, as a partner, you need to be able to hear someone say, hey, I'm not getting my needs met and here's what, I, here's what I'm looking for. Like, mm-hmm. this, the way our relationship is configured isn't necessarily working for me right now and mm-hmm. here's what I'm thinking. Like, and you need to be able to hear that without taking it all personally. Yeah. Which is really, really hard for your partner to come to you and say, hey, turns out that you're not the end-all, be-all for me and I also need other things. Like, that sucks to hear because that's yeah. not the story that we were sold exactly. especially Disney princess right. and all that. Especially in the be, you know, the beginning phases where, you know, you are my everything. Uh-huh. And then, like, hey, if we're going to be in this for forever, yeah. for the rest of our lives, like, I'm an independent person. Yeah, I can, I'm still a person. I can function First. without you. I choose to function with you. Yes. Yep. And yeah. this is how... I need, this is what I need. And mm-hmm. it, it takes a lot of self-knowledge and a lot of self-reflection to be able to say, I really want to connect with other people sexually. Or I really want to have a, a second sexual partner. Mm-hmm. Or I want both of us to go and explore sex with other people. Yeah. Like that, you know, the, I think for me, cheating typically, in my in my experience, personally, comes down to like a sexual or emotional need that we look outside of the relationship to have met. Well, But we can have our partner playing along with us in helping us to get that need met. Right. Well, and I think just this concept of when you marry someone, you are monogamous for the rest of your life. It Well, it's kind of silly, and I think it's such an antiquated concept, and I think it just goes back to religion. Yeah, Like, you know, we're told, like, hey, if you want to get married, this is a big sacrifice. Right. And, you know, you you don't get divorced. You only have sex with this person for the rest of forever. That's that. You're signing up, which is not in our DNA. It's in our DNA. We were not made that way. Why are we making this harder on ourselves? Right. Right. Marriage is hard enough. Yeah. Staying in a long-term creative partnership is hard. Right. Staying in one where you can't have sex with other people ever is... I Yeah. I I, I just think it's such a silly concept. It's like, why are we placing this unnecessary challenge on right you know yeah i talked to my partner my partner my clients um talked to my clients about gold their idea of gold star monogamy because mm-hmm. there i've had people in the past say well you know i could never ever get back together with my spouse after they cheated if i found out that they had sex with somebody yes yeah. like yeah. even 
like I couldn't even give them permission to go have sex with somebody else because that would just violate the sanctity of our relationship. Right. And I say to them, you know, if you're together for 40 or 50 years mm-hmm. and you only one time have sex with somebody else, that's pretty fucking good yeah. when it comes to monogamy Forty like standard or fifty, yeah, years. years. Talk to your talk to any older people and ask them if both of them were truly monogamous for the whole marriage. Like we had this idea, like oh, my parents were married for forty or sixty. Look years at them, like, yeah, my grandparents were together for sixty-five blissful yeah. years. And you don't think either of them touched the genitals of a stranger during right. that whole time? Bullshit. Right. Bullshit. Bullshit. Now they look back and they hold each other's wrinkled hands and tell you that they didn't, but that's not fucking true. Nope. If you actually could hear you know if those yeah i was gonna say talk, if you ask people and they're telling you they're actually they're being, being truthful, honest with you they will let yeah. you know he had an affair with somebody at work she right. had an affair with the neighbor she had an affair with the female neighbor like there's people be having sex it was written mm-hmm. into our dna to have sex with multiple people yeah there's such a thing as a four-year itch there's such a thing as a seven-year itch like we were not monogamous we didn't evolve to be monogamous the closest ancestors that we have like the apes uh the bonobos and the other uh, monkeys that we are closest to are not monogamous mm-hmm. like monogamy was something that was imposed later on in life you right. used to be able to have sex with your doctor as yeah. they were masturbating yeah. your hysteria your hysteria away. yep um yeah i i just think that you know i mean with our divorce rates skyrocketing i feel like divorce is unnecessary in a lot of these instances if yep. you switch your perspective a little yeah, bit just like get your ego out of the damn way yeah. and don't think that you have to be the end all and be all of their sexual experience like mm-hmm. you're not you're not capable of being and that doesn't mean that you're not a great lover yeah it doesn't mean that you're not enough right exactly at the end it doesn't mean that you're not enough it just means that they're a human who's having a human experience and part of being a human is wanting to have sex with multiple people over the span of your life yes there's nothing wrong or unnatural about it yeah so much it doesn't mean that your relationship is doomed right yeah it means that you have to reach a new standard of being able to communicate exactly and that's really scary it requires you to be open to relationship changing and the uncertainty that comes along with that but if you can add that much flexibility to your life then you can actually have that long-term happy Mm -hmm. relationship where you hold each other's hands and watch the sunset on the porch as you grow old and gray Mm, cute Hi, everybody. This is Caitlin V, and thank you for tuning into the Oral Report. Before we get started today, a quick favor. If you like what you hear so far, would you head over to iTunes and please leave us a glowing review? It really helps more people to see the show, and we'd really like to get our message of sex positivity and pleasure and fun and exploration out there to more people who need to hear it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Oral Report. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Oral Report. And email us at theoralreportpodcast at gmail.com to have your questions answered in a future episode.